Hello nerds and welcome back to Nerding Out with Chelsea. In today's episode, we'll be talking about some of the worst dads in anime history. And if you'd like to see one on manga dads or just even more terrible dads, let me know on Instagram at Nerding Out with Chelsea. So getting straight into the episode, this is not necessarily ranked in order, but rather which fathers I could remember off the top of the head. Or which fathers were like recommended to me, you know, someone saying like, hey, you should include so-and-so. So getting straight into the dads, the first one on my list is Raza of the Sand from Naruto. He's Gara's dad, if you don't remember him. And if you've watched Naruto, you'll know that not only did he put the one-tailed beast in Gara as a baby, cough, cough, Minato and Naruto, um, as a child, he then tried to have him assassinated multiple times for having the one-tailed beast. Like, bro didn't try and nurture his son and his powers and teach him how to, you know, protect himself and the village. He just went straight to murking him for something he gave to him. And the worst part is, is he's sending multiple people over and over and over and over to assassinate his own son. Then he's like, you know what? The one person my son trusts is his uncle. So I'm going to send his uncle to kill him. And then I'm going to tell his uncle to tell my son that neither his parents or his, his, neither his mother or his father will ever love him. For what? Why? You, you put the beast in him because you wanted the sand village to be powerful. And then you're trying to kill him for how, no way, no way. And we all know what Gara was like before Naruto did the, you're my friend and I don't care what anybody says about you. He was just murking people left and right. Like Gara did not care. He came to the, what was it? The Trunin exam to kill. He came to kill. He wasn't with that friendship. He was like, listen, boy, I'm here to murder you. And well, I will always support Gara. Whatever decisions he made, he he's the product of trauma and he grew as a person. Okay. But his dad trash 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 throw him away put him in the grave i don't know what was wrong with him he definitely had his own issues that he needed to go through continuing on with dad who has issues spreading his issues on to his own children i had to include grisha from attack on titan there like there's no surprise he's on this list realistically like he practically abandoned his first child and traumatized him to then favoritize his second child and traumatize him too like he was on a a traumatizing spree at this point like he raised Zeke to be a spy or a warrior you know for his for the army over there and then abused him after becoming said spy warrior to the point where of course Zeke was like you know what I don't even care about you I'm gonna turn you and Ma in and then after that he's like you know what I should do? Let me turn my other child into a Titan just for the giggles, just for the fun of it. Like, and, and you know, it gets even worse if you think about it. After, you know, he turned said child into a Titan, not after, in order to turn said child into a Titan, he's like, hey, hey, my son. Hello, my young son. You know what you should do? You should eat me alive. You should consume my, you should become a cannibal. And then after Aaron does that, he's like, 
oops, you, by the way, are only going to live a maximum of eight years after this. <laughs> what? What? Like, this was unwarranted, y'all. He didn't have to include Aaron in all this. Bro could have stayed. He really moved all the way over to the walls to get a whole new girl, whole new family to traumatize the second. Why? Why? And now he has a, a psychopath for a son. Y'all see how messed up Aaron is? Ain't no way, brother. No way. After the hot mess that is Grisha, we then have another classic terrible dad. There's no way you're going to see a worse dadless and he's not on it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm talking about Show Tucker from Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Oh, I'm going to experiment on my child and turn her into a chimera using our family dog. There's no arguing this guy is not a bad father. Like, I just... I just want to know why what is with dads and wanting to murk their children like bro was so mentally deranged he was like you're gonna take away my like alchemy doctor badge title whatever fine I'll make something that'll surprise you guys turns to his child for what for what what did she do and then he was bamboozled when Ed and Al were like, what is wrong with you, bro? You need to go to jail. See, see me. I knew he was bad. One, the moment I saw them creepy glasses he had. And two, the moment they told us he was famous for making chimeras. I was like, so if he's famous for putting two living organisms together and creating horrific beasts, why, why are y'all pulling up to this man's crib? That, that's no. That is begging to be traumatized. Now look, you done seen a, a child dog. Yeah, easily one of the worst dads. Easy. Then after, you know, show Tucker, we have another easy worst dad. You know, shout out to the number one wife beater, Angie from My Hero. Now, before you say anything about his whatever redemption arc in the monk, we do not care. That was not a redemption. We still hate him. Shout out to my boy Dobby. Shout out to Dobby. He abused his children and his wife. All of them. The entire family is messed up. How you traumatize your whole family? Not even just a child or two. You, the whole family, brother. All like five kids he got. Ain't no way you traumatize five in a row without realizing you're the problem. No way, brother. And it's not like going into it more. Listen, he abused his wife so much that she got a mental breakdown, done poured hot water on Todoroki. Then after he does that, he beats her so bad she has to go into the hospital after he traumatized her to pouring water on their son. Not even like boiling. Bro, you're telling me after all that you couldn't see you were the problem? You're telling me after all that you couldn't see you were the problem? No redemption is going to save that absolutely none as a matter of fact i think he and omni man would have a ball together since they like you know beating on their son so much ain't no way to then have the nerve to give him some kind of redemption arc nah nope rooting for dobby low-key rooting for dobby like i mean i i'm a bit mm, raising my eyebrow at todoroki because he was like i can't let you, i can't let this slide i'm like bro if I were you, I'd be saying, low-key, if I was Todoroki, I'd be like, dad did what? 
yeah that's it for me y'all I'm gonna have to switch teams there's no way I can be on the same side as this guy look what he did to my ball to me no no Todoroki's stronger than me me would have smited him smited NG ain't no way brother see how we get smote in his sleep smoted gone would have disappeared would have seen me with the league of villains next ep- very next episode i'm saying put me on the field expeditiously expeditiously i'm ready whenever you need me ever yar no 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 and his mom not slick either but anyways speaking of beating on children um gambino gambino from berserk a no way abuses guts turns him into a child soldier constantly says you're the reason why this happened you're the reason why this happened you're an omen you're bad luck you're terrible you caused your mom to die um sells him to one of the soldiers for sex as a child and then you know denies it and then admits to it and then when he kills the dude after he like rapes him he then tries to kill guts for killing the guy who it just it what what like i was just baffled i was reading it and i was like there's no way it gets worse right there's no way it gets nope traumatizes that man for the rest of his life to this day guts has trauma from that i mean he had his whole moment where he was able to overcome a lot of it with Casca, but bro is still traumatized y'all like what did for what reason you could have left that child you could have left the child you didn't have to no way how are you gonna adopt a child just traumatized you know what i'm gonna move on i'm gonna move on i have no sympathy for gambino i just wish he had died slower but continuing <laughs> continuing at this point I was gonna, I was thinking at first about mentioning Goku, but like, I don't, I don't even really care about Goku, y'all. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. Like, at this point, being deadbeat is the bare minimum. But speaking of deadbeats, gang, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about you and your sociopathic son gone. Let's, let's get into that. Because if you hadn't ditched homeboy on an island with his auntie, and if you hadn't been so arrogant, and if you had maybe cared when he was close to death in the hospital, maybe he wouldn't have turned out so mentally deranged. Like, you cannot, guys, you cannot look at me in my face and tell me gone is mentally okay. That child is way too okay with murder. Um, He definitely has some issues, because when anybody else kills, he's like, you're a bad guy. When Killua kills, he's like, it was necessary for the cause. And if you don't align with what his cause and his mission is, you're like dead to him. Like Gon is not okay. That is a sociopath, not even in the making, just full on sociopath. How are you more mentally deranged than your best friend who was a child of an assassin family and has been tortured and turned into an assassin from like the age of three? All because of your deadbeat dad? No way, brother no way but yeah gang gang's just an ass he's just there's nothing worthwhile about him i don't know how he's one of the best hunters in the world it must be his like lack of care for anybody in his life that fuels him because first of all like the moms what i bet you it was a one-night stand i bet you it was a one-night stand he did not care about that lady promise trust he did not care if there was a mom trust he did not care about her whatsoever 
And then, you know, our next dad, I I have a personal vendetta against him. I'm going to be real honest with you. If you are new here, I want you to know that Hyakimaru, Dororo, and Mio from the anime and manga Dororo are my children, and I stand by them for life. So this one goes out to one of the worst dads ever, Hyakimaru's dad, Kagimitsu Daigo. Let me tell you what this dude did. So in either to be a powerful like shogun or like leader or whatever, because his land was like dying and the crops weren't growing, he was about to go to war and people were like, no, no. So he's like, you know what I should do? You know what I should do? I should sell each and every one of my firstborn son's body parts to demons while he's still in the womb. So then his son, Hyakimaru, is born with no eyes, no nose, no ears, no skin, no legs, no arms, nada. Bro is just bone and like a heart. Then when his wife births the child, because she has no idea that he sold its limbs to literal demons for prosperity. When she births him, he goes, you know, this is your fault for birthing a defective son and forces her to abandon him in the river to die you know of course he doesn't die because the whole anime is in existence but when his son is then after you know getting kind of like adopted by this guy who makes um prosthetics and who raises him and teaches him how to fight and whatever whatever after his son starts reclaiming his body parts not yet knowing that his own dad sold them he gets mad at his son for reclaiming his body parts because he's losing his prosperity and so he sends his second born, his own son's brother, and an army to go after his firstborn and kill him. Ain't no, I, like, how do you even begin to process that? Like, the guy was a menace for no reason. He could have just took the L, but he was like, no, no, no. I'm going to seek out 12 demons and sell my literal son to them and then blame my wife. And then traumatized my second son. He, not really traumatized him, but he, like, the second son was, like, really arrogant and just, like, I'm his real son, you're not, so I'm gonna kill you to protect our land. After his dad had been, like, the, you don't want to see us fail, do you? You don't want this land, this people, our land, our people to fail. After basically indoctrinating him, then the, the second born's, like, I have to kill you to defend our land. And then even the moms, she's not safe either. Because after a bit, she was like, I'm sorry, Hyakimaru, but there's nothing that can be done anymore. We have to kill you to protect our land and our people. I'm sorry. I didn't want things to be this way. Shut up. Shut up. All of y'all. Ooh. When they died, ooh, I was there like, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ooh, I didn't have no mercy for the second born either. I did not care. I was like, whoa, won't he do it? Won't he do it? Shout out to Hyakimaru and Dororo. Won't he do it? But yeah, honestly, rather than doing a part two on dads, I have some beef with the moms too, because we're not going to act like Todoroki's mom and Hyakimaru's mom are safe. And really, I'm shocked if a character has good parents, because the standard at this point is deadbeat. Like that's the bare minimum. This part of the episode brings us to Chelsea's questionable favorites. Every episode, I'll recommend something for you to check out. For this episode, I am recommending the manga Alice in Borderland. You may also know this show through its K-drama, but I personally don't watch it because they Asian-washed 
a black woman and turned her into a Korean woman with locks. And the synopsis is this. Feeling unsettled about the future, high school student Ryohei Arisu often escapes the reality of life. After hanging out at a bar, Arisu and his best friends Daikichi and Chota wait for the first train to arrive in the morning. Suddenly, a colorful array of fireworks set off in the sky and it blinds them and renders them unconscious. Together with his friends, Arisu slowly enters the mysterious area known as Borderland, which is an unknown country or land where every single game, their lives are on the line, and a single rule break or anything can lead to them dying. So far, I have read the first two volumes of Alice in Borderland, which are huge, by the way. The main, or rather the first volume alone, was hundreds of pages, and the premise and the story so far is very interesting, actually. Like, I love a good dystopian, like, you have to fight for your lives kind of story. And our main character, Arisu, was a bit whiny at first. I'm not going to lie to you. But I, t- I can tell he's going to grow as a character because he's already had a few redeeming moments where he kind of woke up and was like, this is real. My life is at risk. My friend's lives are at risk. I need to get together and he does seem to have like a good level of intellect for being thrown into this world like immediately the one thing i will say is the only one of his friends i like so far is like low-key daikichi chocha is just too much of a brat crybaby like oh we're not gonna make it out of this i don't know what to do i just want to give up kind of person who just freezes in the moment and it's just too much for me and then Shuntaro, so far, who's not one of their friends, by the way, he looks like he's going to be an interesting antagonist slash anti-hero-ish. And with the information I have on the series so far, I am going to recommend this for you all to check out. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Nerding Out with Chelsea. Consider leaving a review on your respective listening platform.